Welcome, 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 one and all, to Odyssey on the Interstate. In addition to your regular cast, we will be joined today by Allie Nesbitt as Carrie Schmucker, Doug Nesbitt as Buck Schmucker. Welcome, everybody. Once again, thanks for joining us today. Welcome to Odyssey on the Interstate, Chapter 1. Today we are joined by two very special guests. So uh, let's go ahead and hand it over to them real quick and uh, let them get started by introducing themselves. Well, hi. Howdy. How's it going there, friends? Out on the open road? I'm so excited to have you guys on as our first official like narrative guests. So um, why don't you guys take it away for uh, just a minute and uh, let everyone at home know what you guys are up to. Well, we've been running our own show RPG for you and me for about three years now. Uh, has it been more than three years now? Wow, that's uh, nuts. Yeah, three and a half years? Passed in a blink. Yeah. Uh, we are a sci fantasy conspiracy-based campaign for our main show, Neon Heat, but we do have several others under our umbrella as well, exploring a homebrew world. It's really uh, a really cool, fascinating world. Um, Doug, you've done a lot of the, well, I guess you both, you got to both did all the world building from the ground up together. Um, but do you want to maybe talk a little bit about kind of what the world is like and what the listeners would expect from that? Sure. So, uh, our, our world is a near future post-apocalyptic setting after there has been a snap ice age that killed off like 90% of the world's population. Uh, the world is now starting to de-thaw and the only livable strip of land is like right by the equator. Okay. So there's an emergence of uh, this new super substance that basically allows all sorts of fun science fantasy stuff. Uh, And it's, we try to make it a more upbeat take on the post-apocalyptic settings. It absolutely is. 50 years after things have sort of started to return to normal, so nothing is normal. It it, it really, I mean, post-apocalyptic is definitely accurate, but like it doesn't give me that feel like there's like fallout new vegas but like it's almost like the strip of new vegas but in like a tropical like underground land you know like i don't know i don't know fallout new vegas is the right one really to go well our one of our uh patreon bonus shows silica valley is very new vegas inspired yeah that's um i i do love fallout new vegas uh but yeah it's it's very bright it's very colorful we try to make it as vibrant as possible because i don't know i I don't even really think of it as post-apocalyptic although by definition it is based on what happened in the setting but it's hopeful it's new it's fresh stuff's healing and there's a there are a lot of corporations vying to take over all of it so as there always will be you know real world or in fantasy oh, of course yeah, there's a lot of slice of life anime crossover as well the really important thing for me to know though with this ice cap world are there mammoths oh I, 
Well, I've never seen one personally, but that doesn't mean that they're not out yeah, there. Yeah, well, we may not have <laughs> featured mammoths uh, per se. They're, I'm sure they certainly exist in the setting. We do have giant manatees. Yeah, I, I, uh, giant I take a page manatees. out of the Avatar, the last airbender book, where you know I just like smashing different types of creatures together to make <laughs> monsters and give them strange abilities and stuff like that. It's so bad. That's all my bag. There might not be a mammoth, but it might be like... A mammoth that can fly through the air through jet propulsion from its trunk. Mm, mm, oh my uh, god! Don't like, mind me putting that note down. That's awesome. You know, it's got like it's like an octopus mammoth with a bunch of trunks that can fly that way. Dumbo, Ooh, like a helicopter. Not gonna lie, if I got a chance to jump into uh, the neon heat world, I think I would probably want to be like a big game hunter, tracking down one of those awesome like mixes and just like mounting it on my wall. Just a massive douche. I mean, you know? that's still within the confines of what I would expect someone to do oh, in the settings. Of course. Yeah, just the most endangered Find thing possible. Find the exact thing, kill it, eat it. Absolutely. It's just <laughs> probably make something cool poisonous. out of the tide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> too bad it's poisonous. Oh no! Didn't cover that one. Whoops. All right, so it's probably time that we get going into the actual adventure and we explain real quickly to our audience exactly how this is going to work. So basically, we are in improv adventure show, so we're going to be telling a story without any knowledge. Um, well, the players at least won't have any knowledge of sort of what's going on beforehand. I have a bit of an idea, but I have to respond and react to them, changing the world and the story as we advance. And uh, then we're going to have some dice rolls to kind of govern some of the questions, some of the chance element of the world. Um, so, I mean, it is it is not dissimilar from Dungeons and, and uh, Dragons and other kinds of role-playing games, but this is a very distilled sort of micro version of it where we only have a couple of different stats. So, player one and player two. You are truck drivers assigned by your faceless corporate overlord, Sahara, to take a new proto... Uh, <clears throat> To take a new prototype smart rig on a highly advertised publicity stunt route from Portland, Maine, across the entire continental U.S. to Portland, Oregon. Holy shit, that's so far away. <laughs> Hand delivering oh presents God. to three children's hospitals across the country, all in the next 48 hours before Christmas. Dun, dun, dun. You have never driven the smart rig before. But Sahara keeps saying in press releases that it's like it has a mind of its own. Ooh, damn. Before we go any farther, we have to decide which of you is player one and which of you is player two. Player one has an iron stomach, but a tiny bladder. Player two has extremely good skills, but isn't very hearty. Are we basing this on real life, do you think? Or should we go based on the characters? <laughs> I think you're player one. Okay, I'm player <laughs> you're one. player one. <laughs> Iron stomach, tiny bladder, sure. Player one. As the more responsible between you and your partner, you have been pulled aside by the dispatcher just before you head out to locate the truck in the lot. Buck, carry, buck, carry. Buck, Carrie! Well, hello, Buck and Carrie. <laughs> um, hey there, I'm gonna be your dispatcher. <gasps> For, you know, this, this uh, route. Mm. Excellent. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to tell y'all, 
You're really a privileged couple. You're in here uh, driving the Sahara prototype smart rig <laughs> with uh, onboard intelligence. I mean, that is a beautiful piece of machinery. That is a beautiful piece of technology. I just want to, uh, I just want to lick it. But I have a wife. I, 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 I apologize. Yes, I do have a wife. Um, it's just that I get really excited about the, the nuts and bolts, if you know what I mean. So when you get in there, maybe you could give me a description of the cab. Like, you could tell me what it looks like and what it tastes like. Uh, and... Maybe y'all could also just, like, give me the van of the engine and, like, any sort of... And, like, while he's trying to ask you for this stuff, um, a, <clears throat> a voice fades in. Now, this is the voice of your boss, the liaison from the trucking company, sort of the third-party contractor supervisor, right, of, like, what you guys are doing. So you're, you're hired through third-party trucking company, but because of this sort of the specific the specificity of this route uh you guys are um being given sort of this contract through sahara and so you're leaving from a sahara point uh a, a sahara dispatch right carrie buck carrie buck carrie <coughs> <coughs> and this woman runs up right she's like middle-aged she's uh the boss but she clearly has been smoking for like 35 years her voice is all burnt out. She's on, you know, question mark, marriage number, whatever. Uh, and she she runs up. She goes, oh, I'm, I'm really glad I caught you guys before you go. Oh, listen, this route is extremely important, but it's also extremely dangerous. I should know when my second husband and I started out together, there was nothing that we wouldn't do. There was no route that we wouldn't take no matter how dangerous. Y'all still together? Well, no, actually, he got hit by a semi-truck. One of ours. Oh, God. This must be a very tragic business for you to remain well, in. Well, yes, no, it is. It, But I worked through that tragedy with uh, promotions and money, and uh, <clears throat> most importantly, I found myself uh, true love. True love number nine. And she, like, looks over at Skips, the dispatcher, and he goes... Uh, yeah, I'm just so happy to be, uh, with my lovely Sheila. And he reaches, like, way up and grabs, uh, or, like, puts his arm around her shoulder. Um, and is, is this, is this lady in charge of, like, the trucking scheduling specifically? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, she's the liaison, so... You know. Okay, Carrie is wondering if she had that one husband run over because she wanted to date uh, this guy. Or <laughs> uh, it's possible. But she'll keep that to herself. She's very professional. Okay, yeah. No, it's definitely a possibility. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, before we continue with this, why don't you guys actually give our listeners at home a little introduction to what you guys look like? Uh, Carrie Schmucker is a she/her. Uh, she stands six 
foot four inches tall and has a lovely cowgirl hat on. Sheila throws you uh, uh, something wrapped in brown paper packages and it's like uh, three and a half, four feet long. It's very heavy and it makes a very heavy oh. like oh. cling when you get it or when you catch it. Um, you toss it over to Buck and he unwraps it. It's a shotgun. Yeah, watch where you're pointing that. Yes. <laughs> so shotgun in hand, uh, why don't you describe D- Buck for us, Doug? Uh, well, Buck Schmucker is uh, about six foot four, the same exact height as his wife, Carrie. Uh, he's got ginger hair and beard, just completely wild and out of control. He would probably like to wear a cowboy hat as well, but it just isn't possible with this mane of hair. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's got... Somewhat wild but kind eyes, signature cowboy boots, denim jeans. A vest? A vest, of course. Fur vest. Ooh, that sounds like quite the investment. Ah, okay, all right. Well, we're going to move on now from that. Conceptually, it makes sense. Yeah, no, don't, don't, don't humor me. Anyway, um, go ahead, Buck. Uh, what are you wearing? Uh, I think he's wearing like a burnt orange, and it clashes horribly okay. with his hair. But he's the type of man who doesn't uh, he doesn't seem to care about that. He just likes orange. Well, I don't want like I don't want anybody to be running me over now. So I dress this way. Uh, 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 Skip goes. Oh, you wouldn't have to worry about that. Sheila is quite happy now, and Sheila says, "Don't worry, <clears throat> don't you worry about the shotgun. It's it's mostly a precaution." Well, well, I mean. It seems to me that you wouldn't give us a gun if you didn't intend on us firing it, so we'll make sure to keep a close eye. Well, it's just that it was my cousin, it was my cousin Chekhov's gun, and uh, he needed to get rid of it, uh, you know, early on in in the story, if you will. Carrie checks to make sure it's full of gun, yeah, full, full of gun, gun juice. It's full of gun juice. <laughs> full of gun juice. Absolutely. It's a super sucker. A super sucker of death. We gotta, we gotta soak you with lead, and then you know, I'm just dump it on out. Bang, 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 bang. Splash, taking a bath. I'll be honest, Carrie, you have no idea how to use a shotgun. No, she kind of just hefts it in her hands and is like, I can still clock somebody with this. This is fine. It's, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, the classic use of the shotgun: bash somebody's skull in. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, fractions are hard. <laughs> More like fractures. Ba-boom. Okay, so I'm moving right on from math jokes. We're just going to go ahead and get right back into the the scene. So uh, you guys begin to head towards the semi-truck, the smart rig, somewhere in the lot. And uh, your key fob begins to like do the like beep, 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 beep. Beep, 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 beep. As you begin to approach, uh, well, what you don't know at the moment is uh, the smart rig. And then all of a sudden, a, a voice squawks over the speaker uh, in the key fob. And you hear your dispatcher's voice, Skips, who's like, Well, uh, have you guys found it yet? Um, ha- ha- have you located the... The machine. Hi. Yeah. Where's that come from? Oh, howdy do. 
Well, it's just, it's just me, Skips. I'm in your key fob. There's a speaker in here, and there's probably a mic, too. Uh, well, there's definitely a mic, too, because I can hear what you're saying. I just wanted to tell you, too, that uh, I just think you're the best couple in the whole world. And I just, I want to be like you. I want to be like you. Oh, uh, yeah, thank you. It's, uh, we're very happy to... To have one another. You, yeah. this, this is a thing here. This contraption does have some sort of triangulation device inside of it. Well, probably. I don't know. Moving it around here, I feel like I'm waving a magic wand. Well, I wouldn't call it a magic wand. Well, it's. Close I thought to it was a switchblade. It might be a switchblade. I've tried. Yes, could be both. Maybe you started with a switchblade. Yeah, you know, I heard you can hotwire mm. cars that way. Uh-huh. Probably true, but also uh, you will get into several different violations if you carry a switchblade across state lines. You understand? Susan gave it to us, and we're supposed to guard it with our literal lives. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that fully, but I, I uh, surely don't want to ruin this before we even get to the cow. I'm sure well, you understand. You understand the thing about Susan is she can get a little intense. Um, don't get me wrong, though. This is an important job, and, well, I wouldn't... No, I would say guard it with your lives. I was going to say don't guard it with your lives, but do, no, do guard it with your lives. I would say uh, that key fob is more important than probably either of you. What? No, I, I said it's more important than either of you. Oh. Uh- yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Tell me about it. If either of you are gone, we can replace you because you're just drivers. But <laughs> that key fob, it's a prototype car, you understand? I do love me a prototype car. Okay. Now, before we get going, y'all should know my name is Demetrius Epstein Third. Oh, shit. I'm going to call him Skid. Uh, How about road pizza? That, well, that's not. I was thinking skips on account of I'm how he skips. walks. Well, I got to tell you, sweetie, I got a bunch of problems right now, but I sure shit ain't going to call him about them. <laughs> it uh, is sweet that uh, we're like his love senpais, though. I mean, that's nice, well, but do, do, do we have human resources? Uh, we might need to get in contact. I might need to call them. Yeah. You know, actually, that's me. Oh, oh God, it's more. him. I just looked up and look. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. Disappointing. Well, well, that seems rude, but, you know. You know what? Old slips will make it work. <laughs> uh, I said skips. Oh, um, old skips will make it work. Well, we're well, gonna... Any luck, maybe she'll have somebody run over so she can marry him. <laughs> <laughs> and skips uh, signs out. So just for a little bit of diversity for everyone at home, we're going to go ahead and introduce my beautiful, lovely wife, Elizabeth. Hi. Hello there. And she is going to take over the second half of the rules explaining section. She will also be joining us here in just a minute as her own character. But for now, let's see what we have, Elizabeth. Drivers have three resources. Bathroom, rolled for shock and actual bathroom needs. Brain, rolled for using and repairing the rig. And backbone, rolled for guts, constitution, and exhaustion. That's the classic three Bs. What? Oh, sorry, I just said that's a classic 3B situation. <laughs> Each resource increases or decreases from its base value of 20 and can reach up to 100 or drop down to zero. Drivers roll a D100 
against their value in a particular resource, attempting to roll a number higher than their resource value. If any driver rolls under their value in a resource, they take damage to that resource by increasing its value by X, where X is the number rolled on the dice ascribed by the dispatcher. Other events during the game may cause the driver to lose or gain value in their resources, such as visiting the bathroom, sleeping, or drinking coffee. Anytime a resource value reaches over 100, there is a catastrophic result appropriate to that category, and the drivers lose time. Thanks, baby. So, uh, Carrie, what do you think that you are up to before you hit the road? Like, what's your what's your pre road? You know those like pamphlets you used to find at restaurants to show you like points of interest nearby Uh, before everybody had smartphones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I feel like maybe we were handed some of those for each stop we are making, and she's just looking at the one for Springfield, Missouri, and it's like, oh. do, you, do you think they got whale sharks at this one? Can we stop? Can we come uh, on the way actually, back? Actually, probably going to have to be on the way back. If, I mean, if we're in but, hurry, we got to... Uh, yeah. We got to get out there on the road, sweetie. It's a big... Oh, say hi to the sea turtles as we drive by. Uh, uh, well, uh Okay, so we are absolutely not sponsored by them or anything, but I will say uh, Springfield is uh, near to Branson, uh, which has quite a bit of stuff. It's sort of the Vegas of the Midwest, except splash a bunch of religion on it. I have and heard it described that way. In Springfield proper, uh, we are home to uh, Bass Pro Shop, the original like motherboard bass pro shop and the biggest uh, they have wonders of wildlife which is a pretty phenomenal natural like history museum mixed with like indoor zoo exhibit it's it's pretty cool genuinely i'm gonna say it isn't necessarily problematic what What was that (laughs) i said just like hershey park my cousin got to go to hershey park i've never actually been there that's near you guys Right? Mm, yeah, I grew up going to Hershey Park. Oh, okay. They have the okay, tiniest okay. zoo ever. Mm-hmm. Very cute. Oh. But it okay. smells what, delicious. What is a, what? It's the sweetest place on earth, or so I've been told uh, by their downtown <laughs> sign. <laughs> well, the uh, Wonders of Wildlife is actually pretty big, but uh, we're not here to talk about them. So let's go ahead and get going. So Carrie uh, lifts herself up on the little step to get into the cab and opens up the door. And does it still smell like fresh new car? It does. Like it wafts out of it. Like someone was smoking fresh new car in there like five minutes ago. Also, the door does a little chime when you go to open it. And like you do have to physically move the door, but you can tell that it's doing like 80% of the opening for you. It's almost oh, like thank you. like someone else is holding it. Do you think this is what those folks at NASA feel like? Before they go up to space? Yeah. They got it, right? All right, friend Skeeter, I'm going to I'm gonna climb on up inside and we're going to poke around. Okay, so who's in the driver's seat and who's in the passenger seat? Uh, I think Carrie had a bit of a late night. She didn't intend to, but she was just, you know, busy making sure stuff was settled at home before heading out on the open road. So I think she's going to take take a take a load off for the first portion of the journey. All right. So, Buck, you climb into the driver's seat. Um, 
I guess uh, the center between the two of them, but between the two drivers, the driver's seat and the passenger seat is basically just like a smooth white console. Um, and so, uh, uh, Carrie, you can climb over that really easily and slide into the passenger seat. Now, each one of these seats is, is like basically a gaming chair. Like it's just the nicest, like there's like a, 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 there's a little roll thing that you can adjust to like support your neck and you can feel like the lumbar support. And you notice on one side of it, there's a little controls for like vibrate heat, like all these different functions for it. Oh my God. This is a spaceship. Now, Buck, you poke around and go ahead and roll me a brains so your brains is what 20 right 20 yeah okay so you are trying to roll uh on a d100 you're trying to roll over 20 if you fail then that 20 will go up uh i got a 42 Okay, so you succeed. You successfully, like, you look around on the dashboard. The whole, where there normally would be all the, like, the gas, uh, uh, what's, wow, indicator. Yeah, all the different indicators and whatnot, dials, gauges, whatever they're called, because uh, words are, are nothing. They don't mean anything in my brain anymore. Um, where normally that would all be, there's just the smooth black screen. And then where, like, where you would have the radio and the, like, atmosphere control there's a actual touch screen that you can see um none of it is powered up currently and you do have that fob in your hand and then you notice that there's like right next to the steering console the actual steering wheel there's a just a slit uh, go go gadget truck he says waving the fob around like a magic wand to see if it has any effect nothing happens and if it doesn't Maybe sticking it in the in the slot, which is the only other clear indicator of somewhere it could go. So you do you want to push the the thing and, and extend the blade out a part out of it? Sure. Okay. So you push the little thing and the the blade jumps out about four inches. It just goes, and it's literally like the bounty hunter's blade from um, X Files, the alien bounty hunter. And you just kind of feel around, and then you slide it deep into this engine block and skeeter you feel yourself entered uh fidgeted with phrasing (laughs) touched touched and massaged a little and then uh basically somebody pokes you with like a stick and you like you, you you feel like you're kind of laying in a bed asleep but not quite asleep you know when you're awake in the morning but you don't have anything to do so you really don't want to be awake and you're just kind of lying there and then somebody pokes you in in like in your fat rolls in your little chummy tubby and all of a sudden you have to get up and you're kind of grouchy about it uh the screen lights up and these words flash across the screen s.k.e.e.t.e.r and a voice chimes up and says damn what is going on Skips, is that you? I didn't call him. Skips, get off our comm. Skips, no, no, Skeeter, Skeeter, Skeeter. The screen turns from the word Skeeter and a avatar of, well, why don't you go ahead and describe what Skeeter looks like, Skeeter? What if I've mostly forgotten? (laughs) If I remember correctly, Skeeter is a uh, kind of a good old boy, um skinny short 
Uh, I think he's probably not very, not unlike Buck. He's wearing a bisexual pride hat because he thought it was an American flag. Yeah, that part's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe that he's wearing cut off flannels, uh, like hiking boots and jeans. And he appears on the screen as like a little four or five inch tall avatar and, uh, is like, and kind of has a bad attitude. I don't even know what's going on here. Who are you? Where the hell am I? Who are you? Who are you? You're in our. I'm Skeeter. I'm on an official mission. My name is. My name is Buck Schmucker. This is my wife, Carrie Schmucker. We're trying to start up this vehicle. Are you on a green screen? Yeah. Are you? Are you on mission control? Did you take over from Skips there, or what's what's going on? Help me out. Skips is HR. This thing got blue. Listen to this. I didn't even turn the song. It's got Bluetooth. That's wild. You guys hear the actual CV, which uh, does appear that someone has taken like an actual CV, uh, like classic one, and put it in this cab. So for future reference, that system is independent from the Skeeter system. Um, but you do hear the like sh- sh- on on it. And uh, I, I, I mean, I, I assume are you guys going to pick up and check the radio or just ignore it? Uh, I'll pick up the radio. It crackles on. Hello. How is it in there? Is it is it pretty great? I, I There's I a little man in our dashboard. Is he supposed to be there? Oh, you're talking about Skeeter? He's someone like commandeering your signal? Something like no, that? No, no, no. No, Skeeter is... What are you talking about in a dashboard? I'm in like this weird void of whiteness. <laughs> That's mighty troubling. I thought it was supposed to be green. <laughs> Start vehicle. Let's go. Vehicle engaged. Just, just give me a second. And and you hear Skip pounding on keys on his keyboard. Uh, Skeeter, inside the system, you uh, you go ahead and give me a D100 roll as well. So as a truck, you have four stats that work the same way as the drivers. You start out with a 20 um, in all of them. You don't get any bonuses for being um, a person. Your four stats are lube, heat, gas, and bandwidth. All right. Go ahead and give me a bandwidth roll. So roll a D100 and try and get over a 20. Uh, 64. Okay. So you uh, successfully achieve a bandwidth uplink to the um, the main hub. Now, where this truck is is actually a Sahara facility. So this isn't like a ship- shipping facility or part of a trucking company specifically. This is a Sahara uh, location. Um, the guy, uh, uh, Skip... Uh, uploads a data package to you that gives you all of the memories of the last six months of all of the trips that you've gone on. So every time that you drive, you basically track where you're going and where you stopped. And then when you are done, considered done and reparked, that memory is sort of pulled from you and put in a database. And so he's reactivating that. In the in the meantime, in the interim, you're just basically chilling in a nothing void. And you've been doing this for about six months since the incident. Since the incident, the events of Mepiverse of Madness, which can be found um, a little bit up in the stream from our Christmas in July special back in July. So for about the last six months since July 4th, you have been a truck, Skeeter. 
And anytime you try and talk to anyone about how you're a truck, it's been really a pretty discouraging thing. No one's really listened to you express your identity in any way that feels validating. So going into this new experience with this couple, you're feeling a little grumpy, but you're ultimately in control of pretty much all the systems. So you hear him ask you to turn on. Are you going to turn yourself on? Yeah, I go ahead. I mean, as soon as I get done with what I imagine to be horrible pain of like an ice pick drilled into the back of my head as all of the memories flow back in. Pretty much, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I imagine that, yes, I the engine roars to life. It sounds kind of like an aggressive Roomba. No, no, I said roars. No, <laughs> no, no. It's it, it it roars itself to life, and then you remember that it is produced like basically by Tesla. So it's like, vroom, vroom. oh yes, it's like it's an aggressive Roomba or like a little bit of an angry hybrid. Like that's the best roar you're gonna get. So um, go ahead, uh, Buck, and roll us our first driving roll. So that's brains, and uh, if you fail then uh, basically the truck will have to try and take over that task by rolling one of their stats instead. Here we go. Uh, I rolled a 16, which means I've failed. Oh, goodness. Okay. So our first failure. So number one is, Buck, your brains are going to go up by D6. So uh, just go and roll a D6 and then up that number. So uh, your brains go from 20 to whatever, you know, maximum of 26, making it more difficult in the future to try and beat that number, essentially. I've rolled a six, so I'm now at 26. Okay, well, then there you go. So uh, that's your new number. And again, these things can be reset. Generally, it's kind of long rest mechanics. And one of the benefits to being a trucker couple, which I think Carrie has already picked up on, is that you guys can switch off. One of the problems with that is it makes for very bad storytelling (laughs) because then one of the cast members is sleeping all the time. So we're going to try and fudge the rules a little. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so uh, Skeeter, go ahead and give me a, a D100 roll, and you are trying to beat, um, let's see, I guess it would just be Lube. I got a 75. Okay, so you are able to um, correct the human's mistake, and uh, nothing, like, you don't crash on anything, but, Buck, you are aware as you feel the wheel kind of like as you feel as the ex- the experience of being a trucker um, kind of kicks in, you can tell that where you were driving, you should have scraped another semi on your way out of the lot. But because you could feel the wheel like literally grab in your hand and correct itself, you can tell that the truck actually like not saved you, but prevented you from sideswiping one of the other company trucks. And uh, that realization that you would have messed up if it weren't for this truck kind of stresses you out a little bit and increases, you know, that number from 20 to 26. So mechanically, that's sort of how it's doing in the future. We're just going to kind of roll with the story of how, you know, and we won't talk about how it directly relates to mechanics, but just to kind of nail that point home. Sure. I've, I've never been trained pilot a spaceship. But I'm going to try to fly this baby here. Obey me, machine. Turn. Turn back. Give me the wheel back. What, are you going to try and run me into another truck like that? I. This is my body here. 
Somebody's playing a prank. These are for these presents are for children. I, this is no matter to be taken lightly. This is industrial sabotage, clearly. You know, I haven't seen my children for like six months. You're, you are, who are you? Skeeter. Are you in like Kansas or something, remote working? I'm inside the CPU of this vehicle. You can't have children if you're a CPU. That doesn't work. Well, before I was a CPU. Are they like little smart cars until they grow up and get big? <laughs> That's what happened here. Did they? Mm-hmm. There was just giant collision. They all piled together and Maybe. were remanufactured into this hideous beast that I'm driving. This bedazzled behemoth. That's that's good alliteration. I do know how to read, by the way. Don't go away. The adventure continues right after this. Looking for more options for D&D podcast? How about joining a rich boy and his slightly annoyed companions as they search for untold treasures? Or maybe... Join a group of misfits thrown together in the most dire of circumstances. Or perhaps join a group of soon-to-be college dropouts as they fight for their grades and flee for their lives. Can't possibly choose because they all sound so fun? Then try QuestFest, a D&D podcast with multiple storylines that is sure to delight. Join the players as they play in an immaculately immersive world and collaborate to create a narrative campaign that entertains on multiple levels. Want to know more? You'll just have to find out on QuestFest. RPG for You and Me is a sci-fi fantasy actual play in an original world. The main show Neon Heat happily straddles the line of actual play versus audio drama with professional production and a synthwave soundtrack tightly edited for your enjoyment. A love letter to Mass Effect, Persona, X-Men, Dresden Files, and more that adds up to heaps of anime drama, slice of life, with a dash of romance. Please join our heroine Athena and her friends as they navigate a post-cataclysm world, rebounding full of hope rather than despair. Listen to RPG for You and Me's main show, Neon Heat, and also Absolute Zero and Silica Valley, two more long-form stories in the same world, on your favorite podcast app or rpgforyouandme.com. You can find our Discord community through patreon.com slash rpg for you and me. Welcome back, everybody. And once again, thanks for joining us on this odyssey on the interstate. So, so far, all we've really gotten through is meeting um, our, our two drivers, uh, Buck and Carrie. And then them, of course, meeting their uh, grouchy new truck, Skeeter, a smart rig with a personality that has apparently come from somewhere, but no one really is sure where. And it's not particularly pertinent at the moment we're gonna pick up 
somewhere in Kentucky. We're crossing through, you know, the heartland of America. There's bluegrass music, there's hills, there's green trees, and most importantly, there's billboards. Always present, endless, ever grabbing at you, desperately begging you to give them a bit of your life, a bit of your soul, a bit of your hard-earned money. Billboards. And eventually, we get to a point where there's this nice, cute little town, uh, sort of uh, an oasis in the endless monotony of the Midwest, this cute little like brick street town. And uh, let's see, you guys pull over because your gas resource uh, is currently at 98 and if you guys don't stop very soon, you might have a actual catastrophe happen. So your gas being at 98 means essentially that it's almost empty. That's sort of the reverse of that. Cool. So uh, Buck and Carrie, um, you guys have anywhere in particular that you choose to stop as far as truck stops go over any of the other competitions? Hmm. That's a good question. I feel like we would have a preference. We probably would. It's... It would be sheets if it was our neck of the woods. And I have to think up one quick. I'm about up to 99. Skeeter, Skeeter starts playing the Jeopardy theme over the speakers in the cab. <laughs> Skeeter, it's very hard to think when you're doing that. It's going to be very hard to get anywhere here in a few minutes. Well, you're going to have to suck it up, bud. Why don't you use your supercomputer bullshit to navigate us to the cheapest gas that's on the route? Are we getting reimbursed? I'm not paying for it. Calculating. <laughs> oh, that would be a bandwidth roll. Go ahead and roll me a D100, Skeeter. A 59. Okay, a 59 passes. So there is a come and go at this exit. And uh, so you pull off the highway. You pull up the on the off-ramp and uh, pull into a come-and-go that has one of the extended lots for truckers. Um, it is not a full truck stop. It is just a partial one. However, as you get out, you see, a, 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 well, I guess first, which one of you guys is getting out and going in? Both, uh, either? How are we doing this? Uh, I think we both would take the opportunity to stretch our legs. Sure. I don't think we leave our cargo. One of us got to stay with hmm. Skater. All right, you well, go. Buck, you go do Buck was stuff. driving, right? So somebody's got to stay and gas up. So uh, Buck, maybe you're gonna gas up, and then Carrie goes in. Yeah, I'll go in. Yeah, that works for me. Okay. She's looking out so, for chocolate covered espresso beans because she can't be worrying about liquids on the road. Oh, facts. Oh, freaking hack, man! Yeah. Just beat beat my entire system. The bathroom's <laughs> down. So, uh, Buck, while you're standing at the diesel pump, uh, pumping diesel into Skeeter, which, Skeeter, can you real quickly describe what it feels like to be fueled up? So, it's just like this kind of cool, icy feeling, except it's probably, if I'm a truck, would that be in, like, the equivalent of my stomach? But it's not like eating. It's like you get this cool feeling, but then you feel full. Mm. Okay. Interesting. So, like when you drink ice water, <laughs> <laughs> but not from your mouth. 
It's like it, you're getting it injected. I don't know where you guys put your saline, but through your belly button. Yes, there you go. It's Futurama robot logic. Let's say let's stick with stomach. That seems like it makes the most sense. So your stomach is getting fuller. And uh, what do you do? What, do you just like sit and enjoy this? Is it like eating for you? So like you just sit and focus on it? Or- oh, no, it's very different. It's it's quite alien from eating. There's no chewing involved. <laughs> yeah, you know, Skeeter, it's kind of like you're a hamster and I'm filling up your little licky thing. <laughs> you're running on your hamster wheel. You're keeping us going. You squawk like one, too. It all works out. You're like a little pet we can keep in a cage. I find this very degrading. Oh, you're a truck. What do you care? I keep telling you, I'm not just a truck. Listen, that's a bug, not a feature. I'm sure somebody can iron that out for you, but <laughs> you sure shit ain't healthy. <laughs> so, uh, Doug, or uh, sorry, Buck, while you're at the gas tank, go ahead and give me a brains roll. Your brains is what? Uh, up to 26 now? Up to 26. Okay. So you're trying to roll higher than a 26. Uh, I rolled a 21. Oh, okay. So you continue to converse with your truck and go ahead and take D4 more uh, to your brains. Oh it's my. a pretty pretty simple fail. That's like the minimum amount. I rolled a three, so I'm up to 29. Well, it's not going to keep being the minimum amount if you keep rolling these high numbers on the die, Doug. I can't help you with that one. Stop. I can't stop rolling high just for this one system. I'm sorry. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't okay, stop. so uh, nothing happens there. We're just going to miss that entire scene prompt and skip on into <laughs> Carrie. Whistling. Just like... Carrie, you're inside. Uh, you've just walked out of the bathroom, I guess? Probably. She's just, you know, walking around looking for chips and assorted goodies. Sure. So you go into the chip aisle and uh, immediately smack face to face with Vincentia Petrol. Vincentia Petrol. Vincentia Petrol. You want to go ahead and describe yourself for us? Uh, you can call me Venny, by the way. You can call me Venny Petty. She's got, like, classic Jersey big curly hair. And she is wearing, like, sweatpants and a t-shirt, but, like, juicy couture sweatpants and a t-shirt. Okay. And um, she has an eye patch. So she only has one eye, and she's got an eye patch. And it is black, but it is bedazzled with black. So it is rhinestone Oh. Is it in a pattern? Or is it just rhinestone? No, no it's the whole thing. Nice. No. Classic. All black rhinestones. She's very classy. You understand. So what thing in your past, Allie and Elizabeth, ha- has caused so much hatred between Vincentia and um, Carrie? And is it between Vincentia and Carrie, or is it between uh, Vincentia and Buck, and therefore Carrie is involved because Buck is your husband? I think Carrie uh, was in the break room one time and was talking about how tacky she finds rhinestones and bedazzles. <laughs> and goodness, Petrol never got over it. Then he was standing behind her getting a cup of coffee, and she heard her saying how much rhinestones are tacky. And you know what? That girl is tacky. <laughs> 
Oh, I never described what Carrie looks like. Um, Carrie. What does Carrie look like? Carrie is essentially. Have you seen Sigourney Weaver in Holes? Yes. Yes, yeah. a very long time Everyone ago. Everyone deserves to. Imagine her stunt double. <laughs> so, you know, an off-brand Sigourney <laughs> yeah, Weaver, sure. a slightly slightly rounder in the cheeks, but very, very tall. How tall exactly, Ooh. Ellie? Six feet, four inches. Got oh, She's a mountain. Like a tall willow tree. Oh, and you have a cowboy hat on, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. How tall is Vinny? Yeah, how tall is Vinny? <laughs> Vinny would not like to disclose this because she is not currently wearing her heels. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and roll a brains, uh, then, Carrie? And your brains is um, is relatively low, right? You're rolling over a 10? Yes. Okay, so you have almost certain success here. And I'm rolling a, I'm rolling a d20 right now? Oh, don't tell her that. Uh, D100. D100. Allie will exceed D100. rolling expectations at all times. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh... Makes the impossible happen. The D100, that's a 43. Okay, so you succeed, but it's not super high. So I'm going to say that you can tell within, like, four inches. So within four inches, how tall is Vinny? Vinny is actually five foot one, but when she wears her heels, which she does anytime she's not in the truck and doesn't think there's going to be bitches around seeing her, she is generally five four. But at this moment, she is 5'1". So the other reason, uh, Carrie, that you and Buck know that you don't want to be seeing Vinny right now is because she uh, she actually lost out on the contract to drive. I put a bid in on that truck. Which, again, the contract is a very important thing for your careers because it's a very highly publicized thing, a very highly, um, uh, like, it's a big publicity stunt, basically, for Christmas for Sahara because Sahara um, has been taking some bad press over the last few years uh, because they keep buying other companies and they're, they're one of, like, the only, like, four companies left in the world. And so generally just all four of those companies are generally pretty disliked. Um, so Sahara is trying really hard to up their sort of public image. And they said that Vinny didn't, um, portray that. Well, at least that's what you heard in the grapevine at work. Right. And that that's why Vinny lost out on this. What are they saying? I'm not personable. Am I not personable? There's also the, a bit of backroom chatter that it might be because Vinny actually was around for some odd, you know, in, in the area within 50 miles or so of a couple of um, disappearances of full rigs, like full rigs just disappeared out of nowhere. And the chatter is that Vinny has ties to like a chop shop and that Vinny parts out rigs and makes a little cheddar on the side and may have even have some some people in their employ. Speaking of people in Vinny's employ, while you're standing there, sort of, uh, bleh, and 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 a little bit of a little bit of chatting back and forth, but mostly still shocked to be seen running into each other at the same come and go in Kentucky. Uh, Vinny's muscle uh, walks up behind a big, tall, hulking. I can only assume. I don't know which one of you is playing the muscle. So, Caleb Taylor, which one? Are, which one of you? Uh, so the muscle that walks up is is actually like <clears throat> shorter than would be expected. From far away, he looks tall, but as he walks closer, he just becomes smaller and smaller. And he's only about three inches taller than Venny. It's an important three inches. So 5'4". So a full foot shorter than Carrie still. Yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah and uh and uh so yeah they're eye to eye when um when she's wearing her heels but but he walks up hi i uh i found your chips that you asked me to go get oh oh carrie it's so nice to see you again oh hi i i definitely remember your name legs <laughs> Legs and Manny Le- Petty. Wow. No, it's great no, to see y'all no. again. I, uh, to remind you, no, I am Titus the Tongue Tickler. What? Why do they call you that? I don't want to know. Yeah, it's great to see y'all. I'm just going to leave. Goodbye. She takes some chips, maybe some pretzels. As you turn to go, standing right behind you awkwardly is yet another individual. Um, who apparently works as Vinny's brains. You better watch where you're going, friend. Oh my god. Hi. I'm the bone doctor. And you better make sure to get some milk or your bones might get weak. And we wouldn't want anything to happen to your bones, would we? Nah, I'd take a calcium chew for that. Nine out of ten doctors approve of the calcium chew. I doubt you're one of those doctors. Excuse me, sir. Oh, so Carrie, I hear you got the big hospital run this year, huh? What? No, that got passed over us. Oh, that's not what I heard. That's a different couple. Immediately outside, you see a giant golden semi with, like, flashing lights around the entirety of it and a giant mural painted on the side or, like, printed on the side of a Sahara employee handing a gift to, like, a, a group of kids with cancer. But, you know, rhinestones are tacky. Wow, my God, what a coincidence. Titus slips past everybody and starts to walk towards the door to go out to the truck. Okay, so Carrie, you're also trying to get out. So th- there's like a moment, a, a, a momentary like, uh, 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 where like you're both trying to open the door. Um, I would say Carrie probably comes out on top in that awkward exchange, though. So <laughs> she's got a lot of height, a lot of vertical leap that she can, you know, literally steps you, over. Yeah, him. just jump over me. him. You yeah. just budge over there. It'd be great. <laughs> So, um, uh, Buck, you see Carrie returning from uh, inside with a, a single bag of chips, I guess, which is probably not what you asked for. Um, she threw a tenner at the, <laughs> the cash cashier's left. Yeah, absolutely. It, a, a tenner for like a 450 bag of chips. So mm-hmm. the rest is actually where's, where's the beans? We got to go. Uh, you said you were going to get some, some of them beans, some fancy beans. Benny's in there. Who? The only, Benny Petrol? Oh, Manny? Manny yeah, Petty? Manny Petty, yeah. We got we to gotta get out of here. I don't, I, I don't want to talk to them. I'm contractually not allowed to talk to people outside of the uh, current people assigned to me. Oh, that's good. <laughs> okay, so you guys finish gassing up. Skeeter is full. And uh, is this where you guys are going to switch off? Or, Doug, are you going to try and make it... Uh, sorry, Buck, are you going to try and make it the rest of the way to Springfield. You guys are, right now, we're going to go ahead and call it 12 hours in. No, wait, hang on. Uh, uh, I had I had someone assigned to this. Um, Caleb, you're my time person for finding the time. So how long would it take to get from Portland, Maine, to, uh, like, West Kentucky? 
somewhere. It doesn't really matter where. I'll go for while Paducah. While he's looking that up, um, you guys pile back in. Uh, whichever one in the driver's seat doesn't really matter at the moment. I'll take over. Yeah, she's got it. Okay, so Carrie's taking over? Yeah, you can catch some Zs. They're hard and loose. I got my net here, though. 19 hours. 19 hours? You're fine. Okay. Oh, 19 I hours was 13. close. I guessed 18. <laughs> okay, so then the next one would be how far or how long from uh, Paducah to Springfield? Oh, five hours. I don't have to. I don't have to look it up. You guys are only five hours away from your next stop. Uh, so, do you want to go ahead and um, push that, Doug, or do you want to go ahead and switch out? Oh no, we're we're switching. You are switching. Okay, so you are uh, right now at. Let's see, you're gonna have to up your backbone for me, Doug, to about sixty. All right, ten. That's 60. just from. Draw from driving for such an extended period, you have got you know your reflexes are a little slower, you're a little bit less capable of handling mental strain and physical strain, and you're more likely to pass out or something like that behind the wheel. Now, not that likely, oh, this looks bad. Yeah, all right, so you guys climb in, and um, Allie, what is the cute thing that Carrie does uh, to Buck? that is like unique or whatever, like cutesy for you guys as a couple that Skeeter would notice and make him think of his, um, his ex-wife. Uh, I think he, hmm. I think she almost always refers to him in private as honeybee. That's Aww. genuinely adorable. That's pretty cute. Cause he's so sweet. <laughs> And when he snores, what? he goes buzz, 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 buzz. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what kind of chips did you get? And were they for you or him? Hmm. They're probably a variant on the Cool Ranch Dorito, but a spicy one. For oh, him, of course. come on. Mm. That genuinely sounds amazing. No wonder you married her, Bug. <laughs> oh, yeah. She knows what's up. So, Skeeter. On your little cab cam, which we'll just say is basically right where your screen is, um, you see this cute little interaction between this very cute married trucker couple. And for just a second, it reminds you of what it is to be human and Winona and your kids. And uh, I need you to go ahead and roll. Let's see. I believe a bandwidth. Yeah, go ahead and roll a bandwidth for me. 86. Okay, so you're fine. Uh, you are not losing focus. You are actually doing a really good job of holding holding down in this moment sort of who you are, separate from, uh, obviously, your being a truck. <laughs> yeah, other than being a truck. <laughs> you can now reset your gas down to 20 because your tank has been refilled, so you are only going to have to roll a 20 Sweet. in the future. Alrighty. Uh, anyone else do any needing to do anything before we leave the truck stop? Nah, just taking care of bio, getting some snacks. Okay. Maybe like a five-hour energy. Maybe that'll, a couple five-hour energies. <laughs> that'll get us the rest of the way to Springfield, baby. Here we go. Unless I have some, then I get one hour, you get four hours. That sounds good to me. Both of you guys go ahead and roll um, a bathroom for me. Show. I got 
we're we're looking to roll above above yeah, above right? your okay. number. Gotcha. I got a thirty-six. I got a ninety. Nice. It's because all I've been okay. eating are espresso beans. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've never had to go to the bathroom in my life. <laughs> well, and you did. You did just go to the bathroom at the truck stop, like yeah, yeah, canonically. Yeah. So, um, so you, uh, you are fine, actually, Carrie. Um, Buck, you do take two d six to your bathroom from drinking these five hour energies, or are you drinking one right now because you're you're going to pass out? If if I'm gonna pass out, I don't think I will. But I'll still. Well, actually, yeah. a little stickler there in this, and and this genuinely will actually kind of matter as far as the stats go for you. Since we are only five hours out, you will have to wake back up. If you go to sleep and then wake back up, you'll probably have to roll again. I would say for your um for your backbone to you know try and not basically gain exhaustion from that and and at the stop here in five hours you are going to have to get out and like help unload cargo so do you think that you would actually just stay up for that period of time or are you going to try and crash and get a nap in Mm, he's gonna live dangerously and he's gonna go for the nap naps can be dangerous he's gonna try to surf along that rem you know sure so in that case, you don't have to add anything to your bathroom stat because you're not drinking anything right now other than maybe a quick drink of water. Um, but do go ahead and give me one backbone roll. So you are trying to roll above whatever your backbone stat is. All right. It's not going well. Uh, I got a 47, and my backbone is currently a 60, so I have failed that one. Okay. So you uh, you are going to go up another, uh, let's just say another D6 in backbone. So you're getting, you, you successfully take a quick nap. It is a very uh, fitful nap. You don't feel overly well rested. Um, through the whole thing, uh, Carrie is playing music. One of them, one of the songs that she selected, or maybe the whole album is one that you particularly don't like. What album is that, Carrie? Or song, or artist. It's all I want for Christmas is you over and over and over again. <laughs> yes, the same song. So, or like it's different same, renditions of the same. It's song? it's different. Re- it's covers of the same song, but every couple <laughs> ones, it's the original. You know. Can I can I also ask that it's punctuated every several times? It's punctuated every several times by the uh, the rendition of Jingle Bells that is just dogs barking. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 See, oh, no. She, she hyper-focuses on songs, you know, when she's driving. Helps her be in the zone. Yeah. This is just a bad time of year for it, apparently. Jingle Bells. Except for Buck. So, Carrie, you're... I rolled a two in my D6, so I'm at 62 now. Okay, Perfect. So for everyone listening at home, uh, basically, whenever anyone tries to roll one of their stats, they are trying to roll a D100 to get above whatever their stat number is between 1 and 100. If they fail to do that, then they increase that stat by, um, you know, usually a D6 or a D8, depending on how bad the thing is, thus making the next roll a little bit harder until they hit 100, in which case they have a critical fail and something bad happens. So... You're getting a little bit more tired and a little bit more cranky, Buck, but you're still keeping it together. You are a professional. You guys are fairly new. I would say you've been driving for about as long as Skeeter has been a truck, so about six months. So this is sort of a new thing for you guys. Um, Since I'm about to ask Carrie a question, so Buck, let's go ahead and have you give me Give me a why you guys as a couple have gotten into this other than the fact that it is good money. 
um, and you know there's a bit of job security with it right now like other than that on a more personal and like relationship level what is this meant sort of to you and carry and maybe even like your direct relationships with your family because this is a lot of time on the road um, and like are you guys you know living near someone that you're missing out on now that kind of a thing and you can help if you would like Carrie, if, if, if it works more yeah, for you maybe, guys to come up with something together. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, they always liked the, the romantic idea of road trips, but they didn't have a lot of time with their old jobs for road trips. So they got a job that was all road trips. That's really cute. There we go. And they don't have any pets or anything, so nobody to watch at home. Do you guys have an intent to start a bigger family soon if that means like pets or kids or whatever or is this something that you guys have sort of resigned yourself to for like a while do you think i carrie's always like the idea of chickens farm right, fresh eggs right now their relationship is polyamorous with the third being the open road <laughs> <laughs> sexy so she's good. a harsh mistress so but a <laughs> <laughs> uh, real a real dom so for you guys, there's an element to this job that is sort of the romanticism of like the Route 66 and like the Americana of like getting to see the world. And even if it is like you're not getting to stop and experience all the natural parks or whatever, you're still waking up to a different location outside your door every morning. Most mornings, you know, you're pulling these massive overnight halls, but you're also seeing these gorgeous, you know, mountains and just as 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 endlessly exhausting as they can be the plains of the midwest and the greenery of the ozarks all these different lovely things that you guys get to experience so carrie uh we had talked about one particular thing while you're having this um this sort of moment to yourself and buck is not there uh can't so i was gonna have you remove your headphones but are you guys on a speaker uh or can doug remove his headphones to not hear you, but he, you know, still. Oh hear wait, me. but then he would still hear you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's... <laughs> leave the room if you'd like me to leave the room. That's true. I, I have two um, human legs capable of motion. No, uh, yeah, yeah. Whoa. I guess go ahead and do that. Go ahead and do that okay. just for a, just for a second, Doug, and I'll, and we'll send Allie to go and get you. This is, this is the most raw flex I've done all day. My ability <laughs> to, to walk out of the room. Say hi, <laughs> Tell her I love her. Give me a give me a signal when it's fun. Are you gone? Oh. All right. So now that he's really gone, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Doug. Yeah. I mean, uh, come on. Now right? we can talk. No, so. Let's talk about Doug. <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> so, Carrie. Carrie, you were to come up with a secret that you are keeping from Doug. Mm -hmm. And yep. right now, you have to share that secret with everyone else here. And not Doug. So what is Carrie's secret? Her secret is that uh, she used to, her job used to be she was the clarinet player in a Christmas music cover band. So it's Whoa. deeply embarrassing. She's so never told Buck. Love, that's why you love Christmas <laughs> yeah, music. That's why she loves it. What's her favorite Christmas song then to play on the clarinet specifically? Uh, I think she really digs Silent Night. It's very haunting Such on a clarinet a good only. Song. It's a good song, right? Now, is that the one? The what's the one she listens to while no one's around? Um, probably. 
Oh shit, what is that? It's like the the really hard rock one from Trans Siberian Orchestra. Oh yeah, it's fucking Carol the Bells. Oh, the Christmas Christmas Eve Eve that's it. It. She just she just she just yeah. gets real real amped by it, but she doesn't want like she's hard a pretty rock cool Carol customer. And the Bells one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Skeeter Carrie is is sitting there and she's singing along, or I guess maybe whistling along. You whistle along like a clarinet player with um, "I Don't Got a Lot for Christmas," and it is frankly pretty intolerable. And you're <laughs> not immune to it. You actually don't have the option to turn your camera or your mic off, which is kind mm. of an uncomfortable experience for you. Oh, it's no. a lot. Uh, yeah, it's a lot like being stuck. Like it's a lot like having your bed be in like the living room of somewhere, you know, and like you're trying to sleep, but people are still talking. Like people might be coming in and out. So uh, it's like being held socially hostage. <laughs> yes, by, yes. by societal convention. Yes. So what do you say to finally break her out of it, just in a desperate attempt to get her to stop? Ma'am. Do you realize that my microphone here is like if you were constantly saying, hey, Alexa, hey, Alexa, hey, Alexa, and then not asking it any questions. Oh, it's just a constant stream of inputs. And you are driving me up the wall. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were still listening. I can't not do you, listen. Do you want to play 20 quick? It's part of my programming, apparently. Sorry, what was that? Do, do you want to play 20 questions instead? Well, that would be more interesting. I was going to say I wanted to sleep, but... Oh, well, yeah, go do we that. That's fine. questions. Well, give, give me at least one question. Uh, <laughs> what is your favorite kind of road? <laughs> Carrie, you see a gator in the center lane. Roll me a brain. Oh, Oh no! Oh god, I got all my brains. Uh, to clarify, do you mean a real gator, or do you do you no, mean a, get uh, get caught up on your terminology? Uh, someone didn't read. Someone didn't. No, watch I, the I, I'm clarifying for the audience who might not know. <laughs> a gator, a tire that has fallen apart in the road. It is called this because its treads resemble a gator. Gator. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> what did you What did you get on your roll, Allie? So my my brain stat is a ten because I had the minus ten on it. Uh, I rolled a fifteen. Oh, okay. So you pass, but just barely. So what Sheesh. that means is, Skeeter, you feel uh, you feel basically one of your tires hit this other piece of tire, which are they're also called skins. So we're gonna say for you, it's a lot like skin on skin contact, except. It's like if there was just a chunk of skin and then you stepped on a chunk of skin. So it's like Ugh. really Ugh. Excuse yeah, me while I gag off mic real quick. Yeah. For real. So oh, you hit man. it. There's a, there's a super loud sound as, and then like that again like eight more times because all your tires. Um, but <laughs> Carrie manages to pull just just out of the way enough that you clip it instead of fully like hitting the tire and it does like flip and it hits you but it doesn't do any damage to you however I do need you to take d6 to your heat and your heat since you're you've been driving for a minute should go ahead and go up by 10 so it would be a d6 plus 10 uh Carrie 
you feel Buck jolt awake next to you. You want to go ahead and go get Doug for us? <laughs> I can, I'll, go, I'll go get Doug. I'll be right back. I'd like to pop your blow-up Santa I'd like to bury it in the snow Why don't you just put up a string of light You don't have to put on a show I don't remember you asking I'm re- me I've returned from my imposed exile <laughs> Oh my back. gosh, <laughs> there's a Doug still here? In a manner of speaking. <laughs> so, Buck, you jolt awake next to <laughs> your wife. Uh, you feel this. You feel and hear the sound and rumble of a, a gator hitting the skins of your rig and just kind of tumbling down uh, the path behind you. And um, just as that happens, the the CV squawks. And you hear another uh, another driver, and this driver is going to be played by our very own Caleb. And uh, this driver calls you up on the CV to inform you um, that there are uh, there are some cops ahead who have come to take care of the um, of of the, the the pieces of alligator, the pieces of tire laying all over the road because clearly a rig had a blowout and didn't stop to do the you know what the actual thing that they should have, which is called in. Um, get, get that debris taken care of. So, CV radio squawks. Yeah, break a break a one nine. We got anybody out there? Come on back. Break a break a one nine. This here is the Silver Fox. Come on back. Yeah, Buck will. Uh, Buck likes to jabber on the radio here. He's not really much of a ratchet job himself, but uh, he does like to read the mail from time to time. Uh, he picks up his radio and uh, engages, and he says. <clears throat> Yeah, grape jelly reading you out here, Silver Fox. How you doing? How them roads looking? I, I just wanted to tell you, I'm headed, I'm headed east here, and I've just passed a certain mile marker, and I'm seeing that there is a, a, a gator in the road, and it seems like there's a bunch of cops that have come and to check it out. And I've got, and I'm sorry, I've got this terrible cold that makes me sound like my my voice change. I'm sorry about that. Breaker over. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like you got a real mud duck over there. You might want to get that looked into. Bad cough and all. Uh, well, I guess I'll keep an eye out. I don't can't get all back to the bear den right now. We gotta we gotta stand on it. Make sure to keep your hair combed and your teeth brushed, my brother. This is Silver Fox signing out. So now that Buck is awake. Uh, and kind of jolted awake, you see that you guys are actually coming up. Um, on Springfield, Missouri, which is your next stop destination. Uh, basically, th- there's a hospital here with a lot of sick kids, and you guys have a bunch of presents for them. Uh, the first one that you stopped at was somewhere, um, you know, right after your road started. So you guys have made one successful offload already. This is the second one out of three. Springfield uh, is, a, a, you know, Basically, it's a big middle Midwest town, but it's a small town compared to anywhere else. So it's kind of flat. There's not a lot of, um, you know, buildings that are taller than two or three stories, but it is home to one of the biggest trucking hubs basically in the entire Midwest. 
And as you pull in, actually two of them, yeah. As you pull into town, you see these wonderful Christmas decorations along both sides of the interstate. The actual trucking companies there in town have put up these decorations that basically say like, Merry Christmas, and it's like a Christmas tree and the whole thing. Very festive. And so as you're pulling into town, what normally is this kind of ugly semi-lot, you know, or just industrial, you know, ugly is subjective, but this sort of industrial lot has actually been and for the seasons turned into this sort of really festive and happy thing. And as you guys drive by, um, you have this sweet little moment of like kind of reaching out and touching each other's hands. Uh, and Carrie, go ahead and roll me a bathroom. Sure. <laughs> you feel your stomach grumble. We're rolling to determine if you're going to need food or if you're going to need to go to the bathroom but either way uh in addition to dropping off things you're going to need to stop here soon what's well, a good news there i got a 64 okay so since you've passed your bathroom roll we're going to say instead of you actually needing to use the bathroom you uh you are hungry so the beautiful benefit to that is springfield is home to many wonderful restaurants and as i mentioned before there is a very handsome bartender who uh has worked at quite a few of them and what you what kaylin you can't give me that face you can't I'm, you can't <laughs> a very handsome martin oh my, my. i'm just laughing the whole thing in general <laughs> not it's, any specific statements it's met on its face it's met on its face so <laughs> No, but um, so so the real question, though, is are you going to stop for food or are you going to stop for your delivery first? And also, while we're at it, you guys need to go ahead and take another five hours off of your time. Okay, oh, my God. We're down to 24 hours. We can do okay. it. Okay, so I think. Delivery. Delivery first and then gotta get some those, takeout diner French toast. We've got to get those kids road. some road pizzas. So Ziggy's oh, is what you guys would be stopping at Ziggy's that. then. <laughs> Kid nah, man, pizza. Steak and Shake's 24 hours. Oh, oh I do like Steak yeah. and Shake. Steak and Shake, their fries are so tiny. <gasps> I feel like I'm saying Steak Thank you, Doug. <laughs> Fucking thank you, Doug. Buck, They're good. Sorry. I just don't get enough of them. But it them. makes me feel like a giant. That's what I yeah, like. You, you need to give me like a pound of them. <laughs> what are these? Fries for ants? Yes, that's exactly what they are. <laughs> oh, what if a burger between French toast instead of buns? Ooh. With a fried Ooh. egg? That sounds like a pretty good breakfast to me. I bet they have that at Ziggy's. I really bet they do. So you guys Strawberry are going to do the delivery first. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're professionals. So Buck and Carrie, you guys pull up at the hospital, Dick's South, and there's a big uh, children's ward. It's this kind of tall tower, and then towards the top, it kind of, you know, kind of comes out a little in like a, roundish roundish short of shape there's like four or five stores at the top of this tower that um, are bigger than the rest of it but then the rest of it is just basically a straight shaft down to the bottom um you guys pull up to the base of the shaft and there's a big double doors uh a couple of like really stoned um interns come out taylor just got it taylor just got it i love i love watching his face when he gets <laughs> yeah um, it's dick's sound <laughs> it's shaped like a dick. so a couple of interns come out that are super stoned it's fine because they don't handle drugs and they don't work with patients so we're not promoting that but they are stoned and kind of dumb asses 
And they are going to be played by Taylor and Caleb. So Taylor and Caleb are the two stoned interns that come out to help you guys unload uh, the gifts. And now, uh, Doug, uh, let's see. Yeah, Doug, let's go ahead and roll. Uh, what do you, uh, roll all the dice you have in, in in your in your general vicinity, unless it's like an astronomical yeah. number. I have two d10s, two d6s, and a d4 right in front of me. I okay. can get more. Yeah, though. perfect. Your dice tray is right. Roll there. them all, and that's how many presents you guys have to have to unload uh, here. Lovely. And if it's okay. still a low number, I might add a zero. Okay, so I got a seven. Uh, Twenty-two is the the number I've rolled. Ooh, I think we need a zero on that. Well, I mean, so my my tens and ones was a seven and a five. I added them individually, but if we wanted to make it a larger number. Mm-hmm. It could be 70. Let's see, maybe... uh, Wait, oh, no, wait, I have it. 22 boxes, all of them stuffed with with toys? What do we think? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay, there we go. Like a nice, a crate full of presents. Yeah. 22 crates of gifts. Wonderful. That's how Santa... So as you guys pull up along the children's hospital, Buck and Carrie, you guys get out, and uh, Carrie, your stomach is grumbling, like, a lot. You realize that you actually gave the chips away to Buck... Um, so you need to, you, you decide that you need to run inside and find a vending machine just to get something to hold you guys over while you unload. Um, oh my God, so that's my special two... skill. What, what's so your special excited. skill? My special skill is I know exactly where to hit any vending machine to get free food. <laughs> yes. she, did, she did set that up in advance. I'm so excited. So very good. Okay, oh so. God. What I want you to do then is go ahead and roll a brains and write that number down or just keep it in your head. And then as you go inside to find this vending machine, you're going to I'm going to ask you to leave the room so we can do just Doug for a minute. OK, I wrote I, I rolled my thing. I wrote it down. I leave now. Yes. Yes. I only leave now. I leave. <laughs> Don't forget about me. Okay. <laughs> She's gone. Doug, you had a secret that your character was supposed to keep from uh, from Carrie. Yes, and uh, my, my secret is kind of two-pronged. Uh, the first portion is that uh, he Buck enjoys collecting uh, memorabilia that depicts specifically porcelain plates or statues that depict dogs dressed up as various celebrities or media personalities. (laughs) And the second part of that is he is deeply in debt from having to purchase all of these. Uh, And or or possibly, yeah, and or possibly uh, having them commissioned for him. Yeah, so like, Carrie knows about these, but I think he's just been playing it off like... He's just found a really good deal on him, and she just has no idea, like, how bad it is. We spend, like, a day a month at our residence that is, like, half dog statue at and paraphernalia. Oh what's, your, what's your favorite yes. one? Um, I think his favorite one is James Earl Bones, which is actually, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a dog version of Darth Vader. This so is it's, too it's, specific. It's too do you actually do this, Doug? You're saying, no. oh my God, I genuinely, <laughs> no, I 
This just Someone... seems weird and obscure, but believable enough for somebody to I be interested it. in as like, a hobby. Yes. Great. Someone make this. Send I also it like, to us. I like please. puns, so I, I like yes, wordplay and puns. Bones, so. yes. I'm a big yeah, James Earl Bones. Uh, some other ones I had here is uh, Notorious D.I.G. Yes. Uh, oh, see. my God. Uh, Mark Reynolds. Okay, so armed with this knowledge... I'm going to fully hands off. I'm going to trust my lovely Taylor, my lovely Caleb, and my lovely um, Doug. And uh, I want the two stoner interns to get this secret out of Buck somehow. So, du- so Buck, you you unlock the back of the semi. You you know pull the the gate and it flies up to the top, and then you begin to pull the ramp out so you can start unloading. Um, Carrie has just run in to find a vending machine to grab a little snack to tide you her over while you guys unload, and then these two interns come out and they are they look like they're steaming, but it's just the weed smoke that's sort of ever present around them. They're both pig pen, but with weed. Now, again, they don't work with meds or patients. The first thing I say is like, ah! shit, man, how did your truck sneak up on us? That's not cool, bro. Are you with hospital administration? Because this is like CBD, bro. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, it's medical CBD. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not with hospital administration. Um I'm more in the business of minding my own business. Oh, that's good. Do you want some weed? Uh, you know, I really should abstain. Um, yeah. Um, no, I'm I'm just passing through, fellows. If you, uh, I gotta deliver this this here cargo, so I'm not here to ruffle any feathers. I'll go get the forklift. Yeah, dude, he's forklift certified. He can do it. <laughs> my eyes are just beat red. <laughs> you barely can see him. Yeah, you know that that. Sounds like a valuable piece of equipment to engage in this particular endeavor. However, here's the thing. I don't want to harsh your buzz or nothing. So, like, if you could just put me in contact with literally anybody else who could drive that. I'd Keith has already climbed into the forklift and is trying to find the key. Uh, no, everybody else is on, like, lunch break right now, man. That's why we were out here smoking CBD. <laughs> I can't find the key, so I come back. So, like, I guess we got to do this, like, back-breaking l- labor. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, some of the... I don't know what's in them. I don't know what's in the packages, but it could be, like, valuable. You know? It could be really fragile. I and- mean, do you, like, want to check? I mean, like, as long as we tape it up. I have a tape gun right here. We could close it right back up. No, man. See what's these, inside. These are, for, uh, these are for some little kitties. You don't... I don't want to... I don't want to spoil their fun time by opening Little kid, it. Like cats? Like, why are you bringing cat toys to the hospital? Listen, I'm not. I'm more of a dog person rather than a cat person. I like dogs lizards. Are, I mean, I get that. Yeah, I like dogs lizards. Like, you, <laughs> whatever. All right. So, but but there's like, there could be really fragile stuff in there. You know, valuable stuff that if you break it, it gets really expensive. And then... You know, if you break expensive stuff, it costs a lot of money. And kids ain't got money there. Well, I mean, you're delivering it to the hospital, right? Well, I'll just take possession of it. And he gra- like grabs one of the boxes and kind of then he kind of just peels the tape back. Well, you probably know something about possession, but I, you know, 
listen, it's, it's all about the surprise. You know, we, we got to make sure these kids get their, their good stuff. And I, I don't mind putting the tape back on, bro. I don't want to, like, ruin a Christmas miracle or whatever. Like, I believe in Christmas miracles myself. I mean, I bought a painting of my mom's dog that looks like Napoleon for Christmas. And, like, man, did it set me back a p- pretty penny? Oh, pretty penny! No way! That's that's really cool of you to do that. For you like dogs, you like paintings. I like lizards. No, I'm more of a cat guy myself, really. But you know, Mama, Mama does sure like to like her dogs, and you know, I like my Mama, so I do what it takes. You know, (laughs) she like collect a lot of stuff. You know, depicting her dog as as other things. Is that like a hobby of hers? Because I know some good message boards. No, I think that uh, it, it, I think to have too many of those would be down, downright strange, right? I mean, have that many? Well, yeah. I mean, if but they're all, I really like the one you got her last year, where it was the dog dressed as like Indiana Jones. Well, yeah, I did. Cool. I did do that. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely saw a picture of that on the inner Indiana Bones, right? <laughs> it was, that was stupid. It was a good one though. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Classic comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, do you want some of this big air quotes CBD? I, oh. I don't remember if I asked. My 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 short term ain't exactly what it used to be. Yeah, you know you know what. Um, hold on to it for now. I'm sure that we could maybe spin back around. You know, after the run. But you you just more for you, right? That's uh that's uh, sort <coughs> of. Yeah, yeah of course, of course. <clears throat> Buck is like looking around, being like, "How long do I have to actually talk to these people? I I can't leave them here with the truck, and I can't go inside to find anybody else. But I also can't trust them with presents for children. So, what do I do?" So, uh, you you two, a hospital workers there. I, I have no idea what your jobs are, but the two of you uh, hear the truck, the semi truck talking to you. No, what the. What the goddamn sweet hell? You got some sort of fancy Alexa up in here? That's one way of putting it. No, it's no. Uh, I don't. I don't hear anything. Jerome, what did you put in this weed? I mean CBD. Yeah, I think y'all are y'all are either smoking a, a little too much of that ganja, or may, maybe you're having like one of them religious experiences. You know, sort of like hearing the voice of the Lord. I've been telling Grandma I need to go to revival. Do you two have, like, a manager on duty or something? The, is the truck calling me out for my lazy practices? Yes. <laughs> I think let's go ahead and bring Allie back in at this point. Carrie and Buck, you guys succeed in this delivery, and you are about to uh, hit the highway, but first you decide to stop and get a bite to eat. So where do you guys want to stop and, and, and eat tonight? Uh, diner. Just a diner. Bog yeah. standard roadside. Just your bog standard roadside diner, you know? French so, toast, maybe some scrapple if they have it. So you've got a couple of different options. You find one that's like nice and local and without plugging anything we're not paid for. Uh, you guys sit down and uh, you order up some some grub and it's extremely tasty. And then 
as you guys are sitting there, you um, are having a moment and you feel like maybe this is the time, Carrie, to bring up Christmas. It's kind of been a weird thing for the two of you guys because Buck's parents were very weird about Christmas. There was sort of some religious trauma there. And as a result, Buck is sort of cagey about it. So Carrie, your exuberant childhood being like really attached to Christmas, uh, this has sort of always been kind of a point of contention, as much of a point of contention as anything in your very happy marriage you know, has ever been. So right now, I think in this moment of sort of peace and silence, you choose to address the question of what are we getting each other and or like, what should I get you? Before you do that, um, I do need you to describe exactly what you're eating and how delicious it looks and sounds. Okay, so first off, they got the French toast. They got the real fruit on top. It's got whipped cream. I'm living vicariously because as a lactose intolerant, I cannot consume whipped cream. So I get it where I can. Scrambled eggs on the side. Some bacon. Definitely. Also ham. I think uh, Buck has gotten a small meat platter with just like single servings of every type of meat that they can possibly get. You know, the bacon, the sausage, ham. Syrup all over everything. Some scrapple. Just, yeah, syrup is in, in a nice little pool on the side so he can dip if he wants oh. to. And uh, what's what's one other thing he might get? Hot chocolate. Yeah, he's got some hot chocolate. With peppermint. Mmm. For holiday festivities. Yeah. Delicious. Who doesn't like hot chocolate? Hot chocolates so... to die for. Carrie's very thoughtfully chewing uh, one of her final bites of the meal and says in a very non-cagey fashion... So Christmas is coming up, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's approaching. It's it's on a clean shot, just barreling right towards us. You know, no alligators, no road pizzas, nothing like that. In a similar sort of way, is there anything you might, for a non-specific gift-giving holiday in late December, that you might be hankering for? The only hankering I got is for your continued love and company. I could get you some earplugs for when I'm singing and you're sleeping. Well, I mean, I'm just so used to it now. I don't want to not hear that. Maybe festive ones. <laughs> festive earplugs instead of those reindeer ears. Those are cute. Something to put on the truck. Well, not this truck. This one's terrible. Yes. Do you think it can hear us from out there? Like, uh, Skeeter, weird. roll a bandwidth. Because <laughs> you guys have the key fob, Back right? The key fob absolutely has a mic. Like, there's no way it doesn't. 22. What's your... Pretty uh, low. Pretty low. Your bandwidth is... Oh, I have him. I have him. I have him. Uh, yeah, your bandwidth is 20. out of So 22 is... I mean, like, it's technically a success, but it is not going to be enough to overhear them. You might have, like, a vague... You might be able to, like... T- t- tune in on the on the key fob and hear like the vague like hum of the diner and that's pretty much it All right, your car so- spine shivers <laughs> <laughs> go ahead carrie and buck um so ear earplugs that's a maybe earplugs some some decorations for you know being festive it's fun Could we can like even use them in the off season yeah. and people will be like oh it's those quirky truckers you know just or we could just move to canada full time i'm sure it's normal up there yeah probably a lot of moose we got to not hit. Mm, we should maybe get moose ones and not yeah. reindeer ones. You know, just some this like 
not expensive. Okay. Probably good. New belt buckle? As long as it's not too fancy. You know, I can't go around showing off to everybody. It's just not my style, I guess. What what what, what about you? Is there anything you're uh, you might be interested in? Maybe something that some practical. You got a need for it. Maybe just some new jeans. I'm so simple. Oh, d- d- denim is expensive nowadays. I know. <laughs> it's real expensive. It's real, uh, yeah. What about like a... I'm just going to throw this out there, but how do you feel about dog statues? What kind? You know, like... You know I'm allergic. Well, not to an actual dog. Oh, okay. That's fine then. Get you like a fancy little statue. It's uh, okay. There's one I was looking at. I was gonna surprise you, but uh, her name's Carrie Pincher. You know, she's like dressed like Princess Leia from Star Wars. Oh my like, god! It's the same. It's the same name as you. So I thought you might like it. That's so sweet. Oh my god! Fucking home run. End the goddamn podcast. I love that so much I could cry. Oh, thank God. <laughs> well, that is a that is a weight off my chest. Whew. Carrie looks nervously out the window. Also, we're destitute. What? Never mind. Hey, Merry Christmas. <laughs> what? You blow up Santa. I'd like to bury it in the snow Why don't you just put up a string of lights You don't have to put on a show We, we, we cut to outside And Skeeter, you're sitting idling in the lot What do you do when you idle? Like it's, I, I imagine it's sort of uh, not dissimilar from being someone's driver and having to just sit and wait for them. So, but, but except you have access to like the entire internet. I mean, so wait, that's literally the same as anyone with a smartphone. So yeah, pretty much. That's, that's kind of how it is these days. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, that's just, that's just reality. Um, I, if he has access to the entire internet, he's trying to like, you know, check up on if, if there's any, social but it's it's modern times yeah that's right uh um yeah no it's the 1800s but you're a (laughs) smart semi-truck he's trying to like check up to see um if there's any you know new posts on any of his family's social media that he might have been missing out on because you know can't see the kids as a truck um go ahead and roll me a bandwidth skeeter Surprisingly high, 65. So you're going through the social media posts of Winona, your ex-wife, um, the last person that you saw before you became a truck. And uh, there is... Back when I was a minotaur. Back when you were a minotaur. Uh, listen listen to Mepiverse of Madness, everybody. And you see that there is a 30-second uh, uh, video. Caleb, if you would set a 30-second timer. There is a 30-second video um, on Winona's feed, and the caption on it is, um, Missing him today, hashtag find Skeeter. 
and you Aww. play that video, and Winona. Okay, hold up. I'm going to take another swig of wine to really get in character. Okay. Mm. I had a Hawaiian pizza last night. The first one I've had since getting back from the cities. Damn it, I... I can't help but I can't help but miss him. I I was so mean to him. I told Skeeter that Brendan thought that his father was Captain Crunch. I shouldn't have said that. That was mean. I Skeeter, if if you're out there, if you know I miss you, and while we weren't can't be together, know I love you. Uh, and Skeeter, as that happens, you have uh, sort of a moment where you sit in the lot and the hum of all the engines and like the heat of the exhaust actually begins to sort of warm the metal of your new flesh body. And uh, you honk, which is, I think, the car equivalent of crying. So you just... Oh, no! <laughs> you never cover that in cars. They don't you know. cars. So, Buck... You walk up to the front register um, and you lean against the counter and you wait for Gary to come up because she takes care of the finances because you guys have an involved relationship. And um, she pulls out the the wallet and uh, what, what do you, are you guys like a pay with cash couple or a pay with card couple? Uh, cash is more tactile. That's fair. Helps That's you fair. know how much you got. Sure. Especially when you spend it all on dog plates. He he always encourages the use of cash for that reason. (laughs) (laughs) Don't put it on our PayPal. Don't put it on the card. So you guys uh, go to walk out. And now this this diner that you're in is at the intersection of a couple of major streets in, in this town. And it is attached to a hotel. It's got like a little business center. And as you walk out into the parking lot there, there is a um, like a passenger van, a long white passenger van and uh, sitting out, standing outside of it and like giggling and laughing and kind of twirling their hair and everything. There are three uh, blonde, red or brunette. All of the above. Okay, one of each. Yes. Okay, your parents definitely fucked around then. Uh, there are three hey, sisters. You ain't be speaking about her mama like that. And they are. She was mem- the sweetest angel that Jesus could have ever given us. Honestly, it don't really matter who our parents were. We're all sisters in Christ. We're sisters in Christ. Yeah. yeah. Preach. Uh, on the side of the white passenger van, it says the Prescott Family Band. And then there's like uh, the Beignet uh, family band. 
Oh, I'm sorry. The Beignet Family Band. Beignet. We changed our name to Beignet. Beignet Family Band. And then on the back, there's like a wrap just on the back two windows because it's like that's more affordable. Um, it's the, clearly the cover of one of their Family Band albums. And there's like a really scary looking father who looks like he probably was in the military and then learned to play like harmonica. And now he just runs his entire family like it's the military and makes them play music instead of actually being soldiers. And then like there's a super nice wife with like a really long jean skirt and there's like three beautiful daughters the ones you see in front of you and then there's like four sons and they just go line like they're literally stepstones they all and they look exactly like the father if you transpose like 20 percent of the mom onto their faces and they're all holding different instruments different bluegrass style instruments and the font is like big and curly and all that okay i'm pretty sure these people were at the christmas party last year at past pro shops and i'm concerned (laughs) (laughs) i am definitely not basing them on any three families i know (laughs) we did play hey we did play the Bass Pro Shops, but we never got paid for that gig. Johnny, now, if you hear this, and I know you're listening, Johnny, I need my money, and I need it today. We need our money, Johnny. But immediately, uh, Doug and Allie, can one of you can you guys both go ahead and roll me any any dice, as long as it's the same, but you're both rolling me. Tell me which one okay. rolls higher. Uh, Want to roll a d10? Yeah. Hey, sha Got a six. I got a four. So, Allie, uh, you are wildly oblivious, um, Carrie. However, Buck is not, as one of the sisters, the most sort of, uh, the t- well, let's say probably the tallest one, uh, steps towards you, like, really sauntily and kind of pushes up, in, like, and is like, hey, what's up, sort of body, and says something sexy. Well, hi there. I was just wondering if you wanted to come on over and hear me and my sisters and my brothers play us some Christian religion songs. We are the Beignet Family Band. I'm Cookie. Over there's my sister Candy and my sister Jawbreaker. Every other one of my brothers is named Jethro and the other one's a Bodine. Well, hello. Hi, stranger. And we are the Beignet Family Band. Would you like to hear my sister Hambone? I'm a Hamboner extraordinaire. Well, uh... As lovely as you ladies are, both uh, a feast for the eyes and the ears, uh, I have a full I cut him off by grabbing his hand, and I reach around and I grab Carrie's hand, and I just pull him over to where <laughs> Candy is ham-boning. <laughs> Ain't they just beautiful? That's my sister Jawbreaker on the jug, and my sister Candy on the ham-bone. All of my brothers play the banjo or the violin or the bass or the stand-up bass or the guitar, but they all done forgot their instruments. This is Oh, don't you play a mean hambo. You can see literally all of the instruments are in the back of the van. We do have to get some toys to some sick children clear across the country, however, and I'm Jewish, so uh, we'll be taking our leave. But that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Was one of you Jews as well. We can accept you in It's okay. Our it's okay. Embrace. He is born and raised in Israel. Praise God. And my sister Candy, well, she plays a mean dreidel dreidel on them hand bone. And the jug is universal. The drug is universal. What's y'all's name? Uh, I'm uh, Fisher. 
Fisher? Well, oh, Jody Fisher. Jody Fisher. Yeah. Jody Fisher? Oh, all are welcome here at the Beignet Family Blessings Band. to you. My name is also Jody Fisher. Spelled differently, but it's the How same. we met. We took the first and the last name. We we really gotta be yeah, going. Goodbye. Oh, all right. Won't well, you come and stay and play? I hope you don't have a good night, y'all. May Jesus or Allah or whoever you believe in be with you. And here's my sister on the hand bone. <laughs> keep on hand boning. Goodbye. Yes, we strive for tolerance and acceptance and love. In all things. And even that music. In all things. As the horrific things. noise of the Bluegrass Family Band begins to slowly fade. Then you family band. <laughs> As you cross the lot, <laughs> oh, my brothers you guys, all the instruments. Oh my god! <laughs> Carrie and Buck, you guys have uh, a wonderful little sweet moment here, where you uh, kind of hold each other's hands, and you're just experiencing the euphoria of traveling together, of getting to see new places, even like just small towns in the corner of nowhere America kind of reminding you of why you guys got into this, why you got into doing the truck, trucker coupling um, or couple truckling. I'm not sure. Um, and oh just sort of the kind of the free raw beauty that is traveling along the interstates and seeing America as it, you know, kind of changes around you every time, but remains comfortably the same at the same time and uh i don't know you guys just have this wonderful moment of like remembering what it is to be in love and then you look up and the smart rig is gone oh shit oh we're hand boned <laughs> i'd like to pop that sucker flat i'd like to pop that sucker I'd like to pop that sucker flat. So I think there is a wide shot of a small town street. It's just starting to snow. It's that Midwest snow. It's very crisp. It makes everything a little bit brighter with the halos around the street lamps. You know those halos? I know those halos. You know those halos. Uh, it focuses in on a pawn shop. And Carrie comes on out with a little case and one less fancy buckle on her custom-made cowboy hat. And she jerks her chin towards uh, towards Buck and says, well, you want to head on over to town center? I can at least get us enough cash for, you know, a motel till we figure out what's going on. Because it's, you know, I don't know what else to do. Bad. It's just bad. It's fine, though. Come on, give me a hand. Mm. She grabs for your hand. Yeah, she'll, he'll, he'll take her hand and uh, walk with her a bit sheepishly. 
And as they walk, I don't know if they pass anyone, but they're they're both six foot four. So they're like giants, giants compared to all these other people. But he walks uh, very sheepishly with a hung head. And maybe uh, if there's like any bouts of snow, he'll just like kick the snow a little bit. Maybe slip once and then <laughs> stop right himself. I told you we should have got the boots with the treads. You need to be an ATV, honeybee. Yeah, you're right, darling. I'm, I'm sorry. It's a, I don't know. I just feel like this whole situation's a mess. First, those stoner kids at the medical facility and trying to open the presents and. They tried to open the presents. One of them did, but what a dick. Anyway, I, I just wanted this holiday to be special, and I guess, I guess, celebrity dogs ain't the best way to do it. It's just. I wanted to make home, you know, feel like home when we're not there. But, you know, we're always together and you're my home. The road is our home. If I could put my address, it'd be right on your chest. <laughs> I get it tattooed on there. You you think I won't? Well, the area code's changing. I would. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be okay as we're getting towards the town square. Maybe there's one of those little, little, uh, like miniature amphitheater domes, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. With a couple crappy wooden benches in front of it. Mm -hmm. But she flops her hat on the ground and opens up her little case and flicks a crisp new reed into a used clarinet. And she just starts to play a Christmas song and buskin for money. You've never seen her play a clarinet before. You've known her for quite some time. You would be probably at the corner of a couple of downtown streets. There's actually right in the square, there's this... Hectic uh, Christmas shopping still happening. Absolutely. And there's there's a fountain in in the square in Springfield. There actually is. There's a multi-level fountain. And then there's a a couple of beautiful trees in in, um, basically a bricked out square. And then there is a... Uh, a lean-to cover for performing live and there's always a light lit on there uh, to keep it kind of safe after dark and uh, as we begin to slowly pan away from this empty square the sidewalks that wrap around it still bustling with shoppers shoppers kind of engaged in their own worlds their own families the the people in their lives that they're trying to reach out to and uh and show love through attention affection joy presence whatever it is for them we slowly pan out and a light snow begins to fall over small town America, any town, the town that you live in, the town that we all live in, unless you're one of our European listeners, in which case, thank you for joining us and uh, Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. The small town that you most likely live in and uh, we pan out the piping highway, the interstate, the circulatory system of America continues to pulse and beat completely uninterrupted and unaffected by this holiday just continuing to bustle on and feed the lifeblood to the rest of the country and with that I appreciate you guys joining us Merry Christmas Merry Christmas Merry Christmas Merry Christmas 
Hang tight for part two coming up next. Blessed are those that fish, for they have touched the scales of the Lord. I said gator. I barely know her. <laughs> I, I, I only said, like, literally the other day at work, I said, watch out for that gator in the road. And somebody goes, we're in minute. I guess I, I'm saying the other day. This, two, this happened two months ago. Now I'm realizing it. But they go, gator, we're in Minnesota. And then we promptly ran over it. <laughs> Not to flex too hard and or be like that hipster guy, but I actually did grow up on Sabotage, which is basically Transcendental Orchestra before. Oh, uh, here you go. Don't get him fucking started know, on Sabotage, man. We'll be there all goddamn night. The only Sabotage Real, I know really is by the Beast Voice. And oh. they, That's where I was going. And they originally released... They originally released that Christmas song on a different album by Sabotage. Oh, no way. Just, just a little Hell bit of spin, yeah. a little bit of knowledge. Wouldn't you be headed west coming out of Kansas? Because it goes Kansas, Missouri to the west. No, that's east. No, nope. Tennessee's east. I'm not very good at maps. The west coast is where California lives. Let's hope there's not 12 hundred sick children at this hospital to give yeah that was the thing that was worrying me personally i I don't (laughs) have an idea of metrics in in these sorts of situations so so you're you guys are delivering to uh dick's hospital uh dick's south to be specific so you guys take um 65 the length of the of the city and then you make a big uh you smoothly navigate this wide right arc along this uh basically this multiple interchange that's built on top of it so there's layers of turns on top of each other yes bone doctor um if they're coming in on 60 they're gonna go under the uh the wide overpass not not to quibble on roads or anything <laughs> and that was and when that he was fired James from the River podcast <laughs> Oh, you're just describing my drive into town, and, and I just, I didn't want to. Uh, so I, I didn't want to inact. So you guys describe. pull up in the hospital. You guys pull up in the hospital. No one gives a shit. It's a joke for us, and no one. Else. I care. So many people care. So you guys they pull up Google to the Maps, hospital. and they're like, "Wait a second, Tennessee is west, isn't west of Kansas." <laughs> oh no i'm back to serious face mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 